what we make of it. Shotgun wedding. Sometimes a first date requires paperwork. A Good Omens fic, written by Charlotte Madison and read by Literarian. Chapter 13 Angel, hi. Can't write a letter like yours to save my fucking life, but you're right. Some things are better on paper. You deserve a nicer note with like 300% better penmanship, but unfortunately it's me, so this is what you get. Fuck form, not my forte. I was, am, a journalist. I assemble evidence and report facts and in the end let the reader draw conclusions. So we'll take it point by point. Ish. Things you might want to know. Think I might love you desperately. Though I'd have to take you out to lunch, dinner, the opera, the moon to be certain, just once. Invitation stands take you anywhere you want to go. Eric won't mind if we get takeout, but please, can we go literally anywhere else together instead? This bar is the worst. I'll do Dunkin' Donuts even. I am not proud. I do know wine, believe it or not. I only drink that swill to get out of the house. Got two dozen bottles I've been saving for some occasion, but nobody comes over and Adam can't drink, so they're just getting older. Sometimes older is better. That was not a bribe, unless a bribe would work, in which case it is. Come up to mine and drink my very nice old wine bottles with me. I'll break out the good cheese. Every minute in Washington slash California, I was waiting for your text or planning my next text or wishing you were there so you could fuss at me in person and I could buy you airport chocolate. I did hurry back, intending to thwart your tea forgetting and book reading, hope I might have a chance in future to disrupt your schedule further. Glad you sympathize with the dragons. They get a bad rap, but they're what make adventures happen. Always identified more with them myself than with the heroic St. George type. If you are the weird tree wizard handing out swords to kids, then... 1. The PTA is gonna have a problem with that, or possibly the school board, but I'll back you up. 2. Can I hang out and keep the treehouse tidy? I make great adventure breakfasts for traveling kids, pancake animals and everything. With decent riddles as well. 3. Adam prefers ranged weapons. Can he have a crossbow or something? 4. This is all very metaphorical, yes? Please do not give children human swords. They have poor impulse control and a bad track record, historically. 5. I love that you think of your job this way. Yes, Elward there. Again. Deal. You are the best teacher imaginable. Wish every kid had you. Hate my job, hate your principal, would 100% sabotage the god-awful software to keep you on a syllabus if I knew how software worked. 
Just waiting for Adam to dye his hair a ridiculous color. Matter of time, really. Slow is good, just generally. Slow is real good, now I think about it. Would love to come on a few walks if I wouldn't ruin the whole poetic vibe. Can identify some birds, maybe three, four. Sky reports welcome here. I mean that, every day. Share your sky with me, Angel. Crows equals sure. Pigeons are very pretty, actually, and admirably chill. Fearless, unflappable bastard birds who know what they want. Respect. Fascination forgiven. Ask away. I want to tell you literally everything you care to know about me. Everything. Also want to know literally everything about you. I do not say literally lightly. It is a meaningless bullshit word I never use. Evidence suggests I feel very strongly about the above. Do you have a middle name, for example? Is a thing I want to know. Along these lines, I know you're dying to ask, graciously invited me to share. 1. Been with Adam since he was born. Co-parented with my younger sister, Lilith. Moved in with them when he was five. Adam's bio-dad, Lucas, was never in the picture, so it's always just been me. 2. Lil was not a perfect mum and had some troubles. I helped her hold it together best I could. We were close. We played gin, crazy eights, lots of cards. Loved her to pieces. 3. It was a car accident. She was at fault. Adam was out with me at the time. 4. I had a kid before Adam, named Warlock. Moved to Massachusetts with his dad so we could get married. We planned for him together. A friend was our surrogate. Marriage didn't work out and he took Warlock away from me. Age six then. His father, Samael, doesn't want me to contact him for now. I'm going to reach out when he's 18, leave the ball in his court. Not sure how that'll go. 5. Was stay-at-home dad slash nanny to Warlock and Adam for several years. I liked it a lot. Good at it too, I think. 6. No one expects men and queer folk, especially gay men, to have any relationship to parenting at all, like no one I encounter is prepared for me to care about it. Much less like it or make life decisions around it. As if it's not the most fundamental instinct of every damn species. 7. Anyway, gender roles in parenting are bullshit and there you are. 8. Not sure what I'll do with myself when Adam moves out. Outlook bleak at the moment. No swashbuckling in my past, though we went as pirates one Halloween. Can't leave a paper trail about the art heists. We are not discussing those here. So I may count you among my admirers. There are throngs, I assure you. Crowds beating down my door. 
Do you have any fucking idea how many times I've read this paragraph you wrote? Did you know when you composed it I would tattoo it onto the insides of my eyelids? Still scrambles my insides to think about it two months later. Unfair of you to do that to a poor innocent asshole like me. I was just minding my own business. Why would you write that, like lobbing a fucking grenade? Seriously, how could you? Bastard. And then you just like describe me for a while. What the fuck, Angel? You got a pretty good read on me overall. I'm not complicated. I'm happiest taking care of people I like. I just don't like people. I am not brave. Multiple exclamation marks. I am reckless and spontaneous and trying too hard. There's a difference. We own a snake, for example. His name is Doug. He was not a premeditated purchase and he will live a very long time. Face tattoo also not overly premeditated. You see my problem and why I might admire your approach the way you admire mine. Hope you don't hate snakes. You are not cowardly, you are thorough and thoughtful. I like thorough and thoughtful. Gonna have to either wrap it up here or commit to another page, and I'm not quite through with my bullshit yet, so brace yourself and flip. Growing up when we did, being gay was deadly. Like 80% plus deadly for a while in some circles. If we were scared of ourselves, scared of each other, scared of institutions, scared of everything, we were right to be. That doesn't go away overnight. It's okay if you've been slow and cautious in relationships. I actually have been too, mostly, though I know that's not the vibe I cultivate. Hashtag face tattoo. Skip the risks that don't make sense for you and don't apologize. Protect yourself however you need to. Though I hope you will let me take you on a ride out on the road just once. You'd love the Moto Guzzi. Okay, twice, in a case the first time is scary. By the way, you slayed me with the car trick that one time. I hope you will do it for me over and over. I want it during brunch, on holiday, after work, when I'm moody. What I mean is, if you ever want to win an argument with me, just do that again. Or make like you're about to. Haven't played cards with anyone since Lil left. Not until you. Not even Adam. I'm glad you like your life. I hope you always like your life. I like your life. It doesn't need fixing. My life was a lot better when I saw you once a week. Everything made sense with you around. I almost made sense, even. Also, it was fun being with you. You're fun. You're funny and clever and smart and good and gorgeous and you make me laugh. You should be told that more. Haven't had much fun since, to be quite honest. 
The thought of not seeing you again is high on the list of worst things I can imagine. The world is extremely fucked up right now. We should say fuck it to all of them and not give a shit whether they want us to be together. Then we'll curl up and eat ice cream and watch Casablanca and both fall asleep on the couch. It's us against everyone. Or it should be. Please check my messages if you haven't already. Think about it. I know it's crazy, but it would let us be together. Might even be nice. For however long you can stand me. Just like a normal relationship, right? That's all. Write, call, text, signal, train a pigeon, lurk at my door, throw rocks at my window. Three up, four over from the viper. Don't care how, so long as I hear from you. Thanks for the best few months of Fridays anyone ever had. Ciao, ciao. What is that? That is bullshit. I fucking love you. Can I buy you a coffee sometime? See. P.S. Thanks for the cocoa. Still have it. Can't use it up in case there's no more. How do you take your coffee and or tea? I should know this. Do you like back rubs? Yes, no. I am very good at them. Do you have any idea what a fucking mess you've made of me? Yes, no. It's pathetic, honestly. P.P.S. You probably don't like things snuck into your pocket, sorry about that, but if you've got this, Adam is leveling up his stealth and should be applauded. Hope I didn't fuck up the ask if it happened before you found this. If I did fuck up the ask, I'm very sorry and will endure any punishment you devise. I practiced hard, but may have choked in the moment. We'll do better at asking you to marry me in future. If I didn't fuck it up and you said, maybe, yes, you'll think about it for a year, you should know there is nobody in the fucking planet happier than me right now. Even if I express it by losing all my words and looking strangled, that is my signature Casanova style right there. Irresistible, yeah? Your nose is so fucking cute, Angel, stop it. He flipped the fourth page over, but that was it. That was the end. The writing compressed absurdly where the last scribbled lines of the PPS crowded together to fit. Aziraphale set the letter down. He gripped the edge of the table, bracing against the physiological fallout. But there wasn't any. His hands weren't shaking anymore. His chest didn't hurt. His legs had stopped thrumming with tension. He took a long, deep breath and heard no hiss or hitch. This felt surreal after weeks of corporeal agony. Aziraphale stretched out into his unburdened body for a minute, rolling his neck flexing his feet, rubbing his hands. He wondered absently if he might sleep at last tonight. After some time, 
He had no idea whether it was a minute or an hour. He took off his overcoat and committed to drinking the awful house wine. He watched as the sky darkened and the streetlights flickered on. His mind was blissfully clear and open, floating, unable to fix upon a single thought. Eventually, he dug out his phone. He found the folder where he'd buried Signal. He opened it for the first time in over seven weeks. It was never a decision. It was simply happening. There were 42 unread messages and several missed voice calls. Instead of reading the new ones, he scrolled all the way to the top of their correspondence, to the first notes they'd exchanged, and began to read there. 21st December, 9.22am Hello world, you read me. I think I do read you. What does hello world signify? Is that some kind of code? Traditional first message. In a new communication medium. Greeting the world at large? Yes, exactly. Hi to the world. You should say hi. You mean it's customary? Yes, Angel. Hello, world. Right, now we're rolling. 21st December, 9.31am. Why do you insist on calling me Angel, incidentally? Just you try and stop me. Nobody's trying to stop you, ridiculous boy. I'm just curious. Must you always punctuate? Live a little angel. Aziraphale scrolled down through weeks of complaints, compliments, commiseration, travel updates, photos of food, photos of California, Photos of empty coffee cups in medical center waiting rooms. He reread every line. He had looked so many times at the five selfies of Crowley that he already knew every color and contour. Not one of them showed his naked eyes. Aziraphale's heart pinged with pain as he scrolled past them now, but it was a new pain, a bright silver bell-like one, like gin instead of scotch. Very good gin, roiling with shifting, shimmering flavors. It scorched and stabbed him awake. The sting was so fascinating he couldn't help chasing it, even though it hurt. He closed his eyes to dwell on that one photograph in particular, the one shot on a park bench in Green Gardens. He had it memorized down to the number of buttons on Crowley's dark grey henlay. The man's brilliant red hair looked spiky but soft, likely full of product but still tempting to touch. That shirt was so thin, it exposed just a bit of collarbone and clung to every curve of his shoulders. And there was that smile, that tight-lipped, roguish, knowing smile. 
the one that had seemed to say it was only ever a matter of time until Crowley got what he wanted. Aziraphale remembered how he had thought of springtime when he first received this photo, how he'd yearned to catch a glimpse of Crowley in fresh April sunlight somewhere outside this dingy bar. How he'd tried to compose a message saying as much and deleted the text over and over. What would have been the point? The photograph had inspired a number of late-night thoughts, though entire scenarios, in fact. It was shot from a high angle, and it was all too easy to pretend Crowley was there, just beneath him, sunglasses gleaming, reaching upward, long legs falling open, smiling right at... Oh, the books! Oh, no... He kept forgetting about the books. He cringed all over again at his own foolishness. Ah, well, he could think about them later. The pangs of loss would still be waiting for him on the other side of this story in his phone. He read on. When he reached the last familiar message from before they parted in January... The I see you sent to him from this very seat, he paused to breathe. He knew there had been a break of several weeks and two hearts right there between those two speech bubbles on the screen. Right where that familiar blue bar marked unread messages sat. Beneath it, the thread continued, coldly contiguous as if they'd only been out of touch for fifteen minutes, as if nothing at all had changed. Unread Messages Monday, 8.15am Angel Missed call, Monday, 8.31am Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, at exclamation mark, exclamation mark, at at exclamation mark, I've realized something. Missed call, Monday, 8.35 a.m. Trying your regular phone number two. Monday, 8.40 a.m. Answer my call, please. It won't say it's me, because I'm using a VoIP service, but it's me. VoIP is like a secret phone number. Missed call, Monday, 5.07 p.m. Please answer, I swear, I'm not a telemarketer, I am literally begging you. Monday, 5.15pm It's good news, I promise. Look, I punctuated even. Weird news, but good news. Missed call, Monday, 6.42pm just got off the phone with my attorney, and I'll learn more at work tomorrow, but you really, really want to hear this. Least I think you do. I hope. Missed call, Monday, 9.05pm. Monday, 9.32pm. I'll try texting, but I can't give away any details. Write me back on signal if you get it. Missed call, Tuesday, 7.55am. Did you delete this app? 
Bet you did. Please call if you didn't, though. Missed call. Tuesday, 5.20 p.m. Please answer. There were more entreaties and then a few long paragraphs of legal explanations with links. But Aziraphale didn't really see them. A memory had pierced his fuzzy, floating, sleep-adult state and it began to preoccupy him. Crowley had asked for a photo. Three times, actually. And he'd never sent one. How rude of him. He couldn't imagine Crowley denying him anything. He touched the icon of the camera at the bottom of the screen warily. After some searching, he located the front-facing camera. There on the screen, he saw a distorted, dark, pixelated version of himself. A small, sibilant voice of resistance scolded that he wasn't much to look at. Another reminded him that they'd exchanged such very unpleasant words. When was that? He was so tired he couldn't be sure. Was that today? Oh dear, oh no. He had better sort that out first. This was a bad idea, wasn't it? Best not. The camera clicked and the screen flashed white before he was ready and Aziraphale fumbled the phone in surprise, mashing fingertips all over the screen. He had never taken a selfie before. The image was blurred, ghostly. He looked pale and transparent against a red, orange and black background, barely recognizable as a person, much less himself. But it was already on its way to Crowley. Oh my, said Aziraphale. He blinked looking around the bar as if waking up from a coma. The room was starting to fill with Friday night regulars, even early pub quiz attendees. How long had he been sitting here? His phone rang in his hand. The contact name was Unknown. Hold the phone. Phone on the ear. Two rings now. Come on, come on. Legs are squirming. Looks weird. You weird fucking weirdo. Stop it. Stop. Hold still. Make him stop. Legs full of snakes. Legs. Listen, just in case. He won't, but listen. Uh-oh, legs are quiet, but the hands are getting ideas now. Look out. Hold the phone tight. Don't you fucking drop it. Just just focus up, you unmitigated disaster. Whoops, there goes a glass of ice. Was a glass of scotch before. Shit, sliding down the bar like a Zamboni. Or on the water rings. Didn't have a what's-it. Drink sock. Coaster. It's not falling down, just sliding. 
Okay, that's okay then. Okay, nothing broken. Just got away from us. Ring. Bartender's gone. Good been talking at her too much. She should be over there now. Where she is. Don't look at us. On the phone. Whine at her about work. Whined about love, whined about journalism and capitalism and the fucking state of the world and then boomers these days. That's unique, innit? She never heard that before. There, that guy in the mirror across the bar, between the bougie bottles full of infused cucumbers and pineapples and shite. How about we whine at that pathetic sunglassed sod there? Not the bartender. Nice girl. Sorry, sorry, lady. Oh, she can't hear. Didn't say it anyway. It's fine. Anyway. Ring. He knew I'd call. It's him who... It's his fault. Sent a pick. Probably by accident. Let's just be real here. Not exactly an invitation. Doesn't mean he wants me to phone, does it? Does he? Or doesn't? Want to? But he knew I wouldn't. So Uber Crowley wouldn't. Smart. Fuck you, Merriman. Goddamn glutton for punishment. Why did we drink the thing tonight? Scotchy thing. There it went. Hang up now. He doesn't want too fast. Hang up. Hold up, hold the phone. Ring. But he opened the app. Had to have done to send the photo, didn't he? So that means he's read it. He read it. Now it's ringing and... Oh, stopped. Wait, that's him. Hello. Aziraphale. Whoa, sounding far too desperate, mate. Rain it in. But hold, listen. No answer. But dial? No, we called him. That's not even. But. Mm, voicemail? Angel? Angel? Are you there? Oh. There he is. I'm. I'm not quite sure. That's his accent, that's his voice, all soft, all over soft. He sounds fine, he's not the Zamboni Scotch disaster. Not sure, Ranger. Why not sure? I suppose I'm here. I hardly know right now, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, fuck, I know, we know. I know the feeling. It's Zacharias, said Aziraphale. <laughs> My middle name. Oh. Zacharias, Zacharias, from the... Oh, that's... He's telling things. Must have read it. He read it. That's good. So just explain everything, then quick, go. Aziraphale, you wrote, pictured me to, um, you sent it to, sh sh and, and then... 
Blessed tongue and teeth, all out of line. Was that words or try again? Have you been drinking, dear boy? I, yeah. He knows. Stuff happens. Everybody knows. Where are you? It's on the menu. Menu's gone, though. She took it. Smart girl. Could go look outside the door. It's probably there, too. Dunno. Found a place. It's not, not our place. So, you know, shiny. I see. Drinks have 17 posh ingredients and one, one giant ice cube. And some of them are on f fucking fire. That sounds nice. So full. Is it? Yeah, awful. So much for sounding functional. Even the miserable mirror fucker heard how wrecked you are. It's like the saddest rusty gate on the eastern seaboard. I'm sorry to hear it. Always so nice, mostly. Nice hair, soft, nice hair, probably. How are you, Angel? I've been better. Yeah, I expect so. In, in all the, the excitement earlier, I'm afraid I lost a few personal treasures. In the park, I confess I feel rather... Rather foolish for not having kept better care of them. Wait, what was that? Hold the phone. Lost? What you lost, Angel? A long pause. Are we there? Are we here? Zerafa? Don't miss. Hold. Listen. Well, for one, a bag of illustrated books. They were very special to... Bag of books? Yes, I have it. Black bag, children's books. Matilda? Tell him, shout, stand up higher. Yes, stop staring. All your trust fund skinny tight cocksuckers down the bar. I have it. Wait, you have it? How in heaven's name? Wasn't gonna leave your things in the fucking snow, was I? Oof. He'll slip, shit, 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 stay on the push stool, stay there. You fucking silver-suited swanky startup broke brothers wankers, you useless pomade vampires, mind yours, look away, fuck off, I'm yelling here. You really have the books? Crowley, I'm astounded. Ran you down with them, didn't I? But I didn't see them at all. Had them on the... with the... here on... on my back. That's good. That's great. Look at you in the mirror, pointing over your shoulder like he can see you. You're on the phone. He can't. Can't see how you hold. Must have forgot to hand it over when we... 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 you know... But they're right here with me. How? Oh. Oh, Crowley. That's the voice. 
that voice dreamed of. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, fuck. Say it again, Angel. Oh, God, let me make you say it again exactly that way. Little gasp, little groan, little breath in that soft throat. Oh, fuck. Just exactly like that. Again, 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 again. Oh, fuck me. But that's how it sounds. Azira felt so happy. Did something right. Useless, sodding mess we are. But he sounds like that. And we did something right. Where'd you go, Angel? I'll ring him now. Wherever you are, I'll come to you. Can you even walk, Crowley? Don't care. I'm I'm coming now, Aziraphale, where you are. At... I'm at our usual place. Can hear him smiling, even smiling. He's... Oh, fuck. Don't move. Don't... Don't move. I'm on my way. Mind how you go, dear boy. With a tremendous thump and a clatter, Crowley overbalanced and the bar stool he'd been climbing like a crow's nest tumbled over. He flailed himself back to his feet, threw cash at the bar and shouldered the precious books. The canvas back vanished against the black of his coat. It was invisible from the front, obvious in profile. As he stumbled backwards out the door, he sneered openly and flipped off all of the other, rather startled, extremely sophisticated bar patrons with both hands. He had been summoned by his angel.